You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Approach to a sex positive language is to reclaim the original English words and by using them as positive descriptors, wash them clean. Hence our adoption of the word slut, which we are proud to say infiltrated the language in the form of slut walks and and the rejection of slut shaming. And that's on page six. Polyamory was coined in 1992 and is currently, we are thrilled to report, included in the Oxford English Dictionary, formed from Latin and Greek roots that translate as loving many. This word has been adopted by many, by many still to describe their lifestyles. It is often abbreviated as poly, as in I am a poly person. Some use it to mean multiple committed live-in relationships, forms of group marriage. Others use it as an umbrella to cover all forms of sex and love, domesticity outside conventional monogamy. <clears throat> Goes on to mention some poly pioneers, so some names that you may want to remember. Alfred Kinsey and the Kinsey Institute. <coughs> In short... He collected 12,000 anonymously detailed sex histories from, a minori- from, minori- from minority communities, churches, and small-town PTAs, and many more. He and his wife had relationships with all the researchers and each other within the, the group setting of which they started conducting this study. He ended up writing two books, and this is just a brief overview of some of the things that he's done is it goes into a lot more detail than a book but just kind of give you a, a quick synopsis he wrote two books one being sexual behavior in the human male that's in 1948 and another follow-up sexual behavior in the female in 1953 and this was considered important work why do you think this work is considered important it's either to one to p I'm just thinking because you need baseline data. I was thinking, why is he having sex with minorities? Where does that fit? No, he wasn't having sex with minorities. That's not what I said. What did you say? If you read the book, then you would know. I have. So what? Did you listen to what I said? Collected more than 12,000 enormously detailed sex histories from minority communities, churches, small town PTAs, and many more. What I said about relationships with the researchers is the people, him, him and his wife, they ended up having sex with the researchers that was also helping them <coughs> conduct the study. And the reason was because when you're openly talking about sex in, in in a setting where you're just being honest and open, what tends to happen is you tend to act on those thoughts and feelings that. and that's how they became a polytrist. I think that's the name they called it. Um but I guess what I sorry, I guess the point I was making was I didn't I don't understand where where or why the it, it will make a difference or a slight difference if you're doing a research within minority communities because you want to get a broad spectrum of everywhere of everyone everyone's perspective why does it have to just be white people's perspectives i oh, know so you say why wouldn't you do a broad one then because that's, that's not what he'd done 
No, but you're saying minorities. From minority communities, churches, small town PTAs, and many more. Bro, you read the same book that I did. How could you not understand this? I don't think that's clear enough. But I mean, I, I still, don't, still don't. If you say minorities, that you're Bro, talking why about- are you concentrating on the word minority like, as the only thing? No, that's, that's not said. the only thing I'm thinking about. You say minorities, PTAs. So if you say. If churches. You, that's still quite a small minority. Of, again, that's. Anyway, we don't have to focus on that specifically. Uh, so my answer was baseline data. Please. Ba- sorry, baseline data. Yeah, well, we, we just get information, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's sorry. Not, that's not yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I think because you need. This is probably one of the earliest studies of its kind, so mm. it's kind of it's probably seen as important because, as you said, P, it's it's a way of referencing back to how far we've come, and at the time, anything new and not deemed normal in society is going to be seen as um how can i see it how can i put it um not out there's the wrong word but it's just going to be seen as not uh, and wrong's the wrong word but somewhere in between there if mm. you get what i'm saying so that's probably why it was seen as such an important study because it's probably the first one of its kind to really delve into the into the thoughts the sexual thoughts of people yeah 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 i, I agree i think um it's considered important work because sex at that time anyway was very much kept in the dark or from a it was it was spoken about from a religious standpoint and with any kind of religious standpoint there's always going to be a certain doctrine that they they may adhere to which isn't always (laughs) as we've come to find out always the correct or right thing to do um yeah so i think it's important work because as you mentioned mace it was one of the first first to be done and and such a wide scope it allows us to not just pick at the the most obvious things to say oh the differences in us is because we have sex like this because we're black or they have sex like that because they're whatever race it may be this is a very broad kind of scope and it allows allows us to to look at sex in its own domain rather than it coming with like politi- political attachments or racial attachments or whatever it may be. It, it was a pure, is a, was a pure study, but it was a, a study conducted with the intention of finding out our relationship with sex as humans rather than um, from a religious or again, racial standpoint. So yeah, I think it was considered, uh, that's some of the reasons why they considered it important work. I thought, um, I think we're going to come to it. Hmm. One part of that, not that study, but this book, because we're talking about like part of the study involved churches was a bit mad. There's a little chapter where some girl said, yeah, at the age of five, I realised I could. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's why God must have given me a book. <laughs> that's a bit mad still. Yeah, it's, hmm. it is and it's not. Because like... If you think about when you had your first, when you had your first boner or hard on, you may not have realized what it was. You may have tugged at it, you may not have. But, bro, little babies masturbate. They don't know what they're doing, but they, bro, it's a no. It's not like a. Oh my god, that's happening! How could that happen? It is what it is. Like we discover ourselves different ways at different times of our lives. So, I get what you mean. I know what you mean, but it's not it's not shocking at the same time. But it's just almost like 
you may feel, oh, is that a loss of innocence? To some degree, possibly, but again, it's part of the human anatomy, so it's going to be discovered one way or another hmm. at one point, rather that than it being discovered by an older adult that's taking advantage, you know what I'm saying? Which, again, is one of the things that happens, and it could happen in church, funny True. enough. So it's not really a big deal for me. But <coughs> moving on, uh, myth and realities. Many of us instinctively feel many of us feel instinctively that something is wrong with this picture. But how can you dig up and examine a belief that you don't even know you hold? The ideal lifelong monogamy as the only proper goal for relationships is so deeply buried in our culture that it's almost invisible. We operate on these beliefs without knowing we believe them. They're under our feet all the time, the foundations of our assumptions. Our values, our desires, our myths, our expectations. We don't notice them until we trip over them. Where do we get our belief systems and why can't they change? <coughs> um, Western society is just... Our belief systems are... I, I, I've spoken on this before. I think they're just crazy. But there you go, like... Everything, man, it comes from the... It comes from... It comes from, it comes, it comes from the parents, movies... Um, the media, all forms of the media. It can come from the church, from religion as well. Mm -hmm. Certain religions, anyway. It comes from everywhere. It comes from. It comes from. It comes from everywhere. Um, and then you're really, really. There's no rules around it, but you're really seen as a wrong and an outcast, a, a kind of um, uh, not accepted when you go against what kind of that norm should be. Yeah, family as well, but mm. yeah, you can really, you can really be made to feel like an outcast if you go against a certain other kind of. So to be to be homosexual now is kind of not. It's kind. Sorry, it's not even kind of. It is normal now. It's been normalized in society. Thirty years ago, it wasn't like it. It was still a behind the closed doors thing, and certain countries you go to, it's still a behind the closed doors thing. There's actual laws saying that yeah. can't run in this country, but other desires, maybe a, a two tree gal all at once. There's no like, there's no rule saying you can't do it. There's no contract you sign that says yo, you can only have one girlfriend or one missus. But you're seen as a wrong, and you know what I'm saying if you've got that. So it's a bit mad still, but it, it just comes from everything around us, everything. Even like if you want to, you can even get political with like certain things where you get like certain tax benefits or breaks when you're married and when you're, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> things are geared up in a certain way. Like, um, how can I, what else? Maybe buying a place, buying a property. It's more like certain prices and mortgages are set in a way that they expect a two income. Yeah, you could do it with a single income or whatever, but it's kind of set up that way that a two income you book flight tickets sometimes and it's like it's cheaper to get no, a hotel room yeah. to like they anticipate two it's two it's cheaper for two people in that room a double room or whatever you call it mm. it's just yeah it's just set up that way and why can't why can't um they change i don't even think they, it's that they can't change they can change but it's boy trying to change <coughs> trying to change something that's just kind of been there for however long I've known it and far beyond that if far beyond that it's been like that surely you have to think it's going to take the same if not more years to change it does that make sense and, yeah, a, and a consensus it's almost like you need a generation born at once that all 
not collaborate, but they just miraculously think the same or they're just showing the same, the same TV or media or pu- like pub, like pub, what's publicized around is all the same so that they all kind of, or the majority think in a different way. And that's not going to really happen. <laughs> it's not going to really happen. <clears throat> Sorry, like one example, and this is different, but the education system, yeah, you can change it from A's to E's to ones to nines. It's still the same. You still go school at, between this age and this age. You go high school from this age. That's that ain't. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like there's a system in place. To be fair, you said well. You said a lot, and you said <clears throat> you said quite a lot of good stuff as well. I would say, I mean, virtually the same. If I'm honest, I mean, one of the things that came to mind was, I mean, Martin Luther King. I know sometimes people say like he would have not loved to have been around, but seeing some of the change that has taken place now, and I guess it takes borderline borderline sorry a <laughs> lifetime to for those changes to manifest and change well and actually to happen so um and i guess those things probably happen in small microcosms and like small groups and then gradually become bigger and bigger and obviously spread to wider communities and stuff like that um so yeah i think change can happen but yeah things take time yeah things take time and I guess that's life, really. And these things, these social norms have, as Mason said, these social norms were here many, many, many moons ago, like before we were here. So it's going to be, it's going to be, not, I don't want to say virtually impossible, but very, very difficult to change them. Although we are seeing some changes now. Yeah. Um, to, to sum up, I agree with both of what you're saying and really couldn't say any more poetically, so to speak. But, yeah, I believe systems come from our history and for us to change our future. So I think, as we as, as mentioned, in regards to it taking time and speaking about generations, it's what we teach them. What we teach them is what they know. Hmm. They only know what we show them. Simple, the same way we only know what we were shown. So it's down to us as individuals as families as communities to make the change that we really want to see and that change is going to be within our children it's mm. not going to be us that times that we can have a open mind to certain things but certain things that are just certain that like you said earlier in regards to the word slut that term's ingrained in our mindset as being a negative but it doesn't have to be for the next generation that that term could be deemed completely something different if we choose it to be but that's that's for us as individuals and collectively to decide what we want to leave as our legacy as a global community so to speak Can the discussion of sex ever be discussed open and honestly without judgment and why Um, I think that's a bit individual based really I think some people are going to have an open mind as to listening to so what someone's got to say um, as to whether it's their sexual experience or sexual <coughs> preference and not be judgmental it kind of goes a little bit back I was going to add to I think it was what you said or what we were talking about as to like although there are some social norms we're not really really happy about and some things that have been placed intentionally I think there's an argument and I guess obviously 
like a lot of fathers and or parents, sorry, would say the same thing. When they're raising their children, they, they raise them with the best intention by way of guiding them as to doing this and doing that. And essentially the child follows their rule. Um, but I think what we stepped into in this day and age is like we've developed an openness. So yes, the child will follow said rules up until a certain age. And then I guess they're allowed to be a bit more open or you, you, they, in fact, they, they follow your rules under your house and you probably teach them to be a bit open. And then once they come, become of a certain age or you encourage them, no, you make your own decisions here, there and so on and so forth. Whereas once upon a time, maybe like you weren't allowed to make those type of decisions. In fact, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the reason why like once upon a time, whether it was, whether it was like women not being allowed to vote and obviously them protesting all that type of stuff and now they're allowed to vote and things of that nature. I think there's got to be, well, there is restraint and then you've got to push those boundaries or um, yeah, push those boundaries, test those boundaries, protest, et cetera, et cetera, to, I don't know, op- um, provide open conversation as to, I guess what we're talking about now is to like having open conversation as to sex. Mm. Yeah, I, I think like, I was going to sound, see, because I've come across people, women who were just openly kind of just be talking about sex and certain things. And actually, probably because of the way that society's raised me, it makes me, it makes me feel uncomfortable when, when women are too forward with like, yeah, I like it like this and, when you and you, if a man does this to me, I don't like. Sometimes it's <laughs> super. Sometimes, sometimes when a woman does all that, bro, I just I, I, it just puts man off. Mm. I'd rather you be you be different with it, whether it's shy with with that conversation, that topic, than when we hit the, the actual bedroom. It's going off. Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm like, okay. Yeah, so you're a doer. <laughs> yeah, you don't just talk. <laughs> You know, just yeah. <laughs> no, and I guess that speaks to I forget. But, but sorry, no, sorry come on. but just generally speaking, I don't think it should be a ta- like a taboo thing. Mm. Like as you said, French. Like if you go on a date and you're talking, you'll talk about everything else. When in both your minds, you probably in your head you want to know, especially if there's a sexual attraction, you want to know what your what that person might like or if they like kinky. You actually want to know that, but it's just deemed inappropriate to talk about that or ask. You talk about all sorts, man. Shepherd's pie and just hey, like mm-hmm. everything that no one's bothered about. But you both got them questions, but you don't want to either see too forward or if I said, well, I seen like too aggressive with it or do you know what I'm saying? Good points. Our beliefs about traditional marriage date from agrarian cultures where you're made, where you're made, where you, what you made everything that you ate or wore was used where large extended families helped get it with huge amount with, with huge amount of work done so no done so nobody nobody starved and where mar- marriage was a working proposition that's on page 10 can our traditional cultures and model modern social constructs really coincide Sorry, um, I think there was something in there. I don't know if I wrote it down. Mm. I think it spoke of people originally getting married, not due to financial reasons, but I think, no, no, I don't know if you um, broke it. Anyway, financial reasons. And whereas now people get married um, for- I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. People so, now, yeah, it's a bit slightly, a bit more. Yeah, people yeah. get married for obviously for sexual reasons, but at the same time due to them obviously being a bit more compatible mm. um, and all that type of stuff. So apologies, I just jumped in, not jumped in, but what was that your question? 
Can our traditional cultures and modern social constructs really coincide? I think they can do. I think because there's an argument they are at this moment in time, actually, because we've come from, let's say, yesteryear where traditional, you're married for security. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's an argument where people have become a bit more, no, this person is for me. And now the conversation has now become, no, like we need to go a bit further back or we need to bring some of those traditions back as to a man providing etc etc and i think they're both important i think not even a case of a man providing i think you do need to get married for security or security is important as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. but also compatibility is equally important which i what which i imagine it would say in the book because also you're talking about exchanging energies and all that type of stuff so yeah i i think they can blend and i think a blend is important mm-hmm. i think they but i think they need to coincide in this day better. <laughs> with these interest <laughs> rates <laughs> 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 I think they need to, bro. Like, I think, like, got not even gone on the day. So, there's still, I know, I personally know someone who is the main breadwinner and the wife doesn't work and she stays at home and raises the kids. Mm-hmm. And they've come to that agreement. She did work, but yeah. they've come to that agreement now. But in this modern day and age, I'm glad the new norm as, as such is kind of like it's a norm that you both kind of go and get that bread do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying yeah. and there's not such a big taboo about if she's earning a bit more or whoever's earning a bit more but you're both out there hustling trying to make it work for a better life mm-hmm. so if, in that sense if you're going back back in the day where it was more like if a woman was if a woman was 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 working with you it was like it was either seen as a bonus or it's like that man can't handle his house like he can't handle it like he can't yeah. handle being the man if that makes sense now it's not like that and I think you both need to because Modern man, <coughs> modern man does ironing, cooking, all these household chores as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in this day and age, in this society, in these interest rates, you do need to, be, <laughs> you do need, to, you do need to have that compatibility. You have to, but at the same time, even a woman who's a real top boss, I, I, I believe she likes the feeling, know, knowing like she can turn to her man for advice, or he's the kind of he can make a decision if that makes sense or he can be that when times must he can be that dominant factor mm. I think most women most women not all but most women because some women are real manly out here too mm. most women will and I don't mean that physically I mean just in their in, in, in their in a traditional man's habits if that makes sense but most women like that man they do like that they do like they, they, they don't just want a doormat at home they just want a doormat cool Controlling sexual behaviour didn't seem to be that important outside the property classes, propertied classes until the Industrial Revolution, which launched a whole new era of sex negativity, perhaps because of the rising middle class and the limited space for children in urban cultures. In his lectures to young communists in Germany during the rise of Hitler and the Nazis, psychologist Wilhelm Reich, Reich, that's about right, yeah, yeah, theorised they. They they theorised the suppression of sexuality was essential to an authoritarian government. Without the opposition of anti-sexual morality, he believed people would be free from shame and would trust their own sense of right and wrong. They would be unlikely to march to war against their wishes or to operate death camps. And that's page 11. Mm. We are having we are paving new roads across a new territory. We have no culturally approved scripts for open sexual lifestyle. We need to write our own. To write your own script requires a lot of effort and a lot of honesty and is the kind of hard work that brings many rewards. You may find the right way for you and three years from now decide you want to live a different way. And that's fine. You write your script. 
You get to make the choices and you get to change your mind too. And that's on page 12. Does this way of thinking set us back or move us forward and why? <clears throat> Sorry, I was still stuck on the Hitler stuff. Um, do, do you want to talk about it or do you want to answer the question first? What was the question? Of course, of course, of course, no. of course. You're stuck on brain freeze. <laughs> Does this, so in regards to the last paragraph that I read, writing your own script and things of that nature. Does this way of thinking set us back or move us forward and why? I think writing your own script, um, scripts, I think is important. I think people need to push the envelope in general. I think if we don't push the envelope, whether it's technology or... Talking about so, um, sexual lifestyle. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying technology, uh, people obviously push technology yeah. or sex. I think we, we, we can't move forward or um, evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can't evolve. So I think it's important those things happen. Mm. I think if you look back as to the, the Hitler um, example, mm. I think you can look, I think you can look, um, you can look, so I, so you look, you can look at today's society or some of today's society, also even, even yesterday and you can go, actually, I can see why they are a bit more like sexual, that they're a bit liberated mm. or that they are a bit rigid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like I had these Swedish girls in my car a couple of weeks ago and um, somewhere along the lines of the conversation, I think they'll know we're going into Shoreditch and they'll ask me where's the best place to go, so on and so forth. And like somewhere in the conversation, we're talking about sexual, like being very, very open and all that type of stuff. And I was saying like, yeah, it's becoming a bit more- Who started like, that conversation? I have no idea actually. Um, I have no idea. Some, I think it's a conversation they wanted. Yeah, it's a conversation they wanted. You mm. know what I mean? Because I don't think I just brought it up. Um, but we were talking about oh Sweden talking about Barcelona mm. um, but they were talking about in Stockholm like people are just like it's, I don't want to say free but yeah like a bit liberated open, yeah. open sorry yeah very open um, I found that in Reykjavik when I was over there as well it's so seen, Reykjavik it's seen is um, Iceland Iceland Scandinavia store yeah Scandinavia yeah so they're very like very very open it's not really a mm. thing thing whereas mm. like I don't know if they're, they're, only, they're only there for like a day or a couple of days or two mm. and I'm not too sure whether they were telling me their experiences have been like this so far but they're saying like where they are like it's quite open it's not really a massive massive deal mm. and I think they might have been talking about their preferences this that and the third or that type of stuff what's not an actual a big deal like what 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 are you referring to? Oh, we're talking about like just being open sexually. I mean, like I think they're just drawing comparisons. What, is it in conversation or just like open love to each and every physically. person physically? Um, they're talking about physically. Yeah, we're talking about actually we're talking about sex. I yeah. mean, like being open sexually. That's not really a thing. Whereas maybe in other parts of no, I think they were talking about Scandinavian girls or Swedish girls being looked at as yeah. Didn't they say sluts? But they were like being open. And I think she was I never, explaining. I didn't. I, I, I didn't associate Scandinavian women as being sluts. To be fair. Yeah, and I think she was saying that is kind of true. positive sluts or negative ethical <laughs> sluts. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, no, they probably meant obviously. No, no, they're probably talking more ethical, but like ethical, comfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, comfortable and being like very open sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, mm. like, I think you can look to different parts of the world, and you can say, like. Like that, yeah, like you know when they say like I don't say Germans because I say mm. Berlin. I've been before and mm. they're quite like mm. open. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. But like mm. Germans, if you talk about football or even mechanics and um, all that type of stuff, mm. rigid, this, mm. that, so on and so mm. forth. You can see the the imprints of like personality yeah, in yeah, certain yeah, countries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Latin America, like very open. Like oh, even in Spain, like Barcelona, I know it to be very like 
open like open based on what I've seen and like being there for a period of time but you can go to other parts of Spain I imagine and they're a bit more like you know straight and narrow mm. so yeah no yeah but to answer the question I know I've answered it already but like yeah no I believe in like pushing the envelope yeah I'll, when you raised the Berlin I was actually that was the point I was going to make in that it's already out there if it, and it's just dependent on where you are in the world you'll know that like so and even you could be in the same country but a different city Berlin is very open I mentioned that the guy that we mm-hmm. know come back is very very open in that sense and women are, women meant everyone's liberated they're just doing whatever they want and it no nothing or no one is kind of um uh looked down upon for whatever their preference is or however their dress code is or however they move um I, it, where we are in this city when we're not quite there for, for me some are a bit more some areas are a bit more advanced maybe a shoreditch is a bit more advanced than say a i don't know <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but you know, I get you. I figured do you. Yeah, and it's important, man. Like, if we're really looking to advance in society, then yeah, it's important that you just we continue as people evolve and and kind of create our own our own footprints and our own scripts and even even in our generation in our age group sorry things have changed so much from 30 years ago to now as i mentioned earlier it was like being um homosexual was not was just not kind of cool i'm not saying it's like super cool now but it's definitely more normalized and it's like okay okay cool like we can still roll do you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal like 30 years ago 20 years ago it kind of was like Alright, cool. Your game can't really. You know what I'm saying? It was. It was no, no, I'm not. I'm laughing as in, yeah, like line drawn in the sand. You know, yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was almost drawn. like people had this ignorant, like, stay away from me, yo. Like, you know, it's not like that no more. Like, maybe we're young. We like, know. even like there's guys that are I work with my other at my other place. They're in their very early twenties. They all roll as a group, and there's a couple like gay man in that group, and it's it's cool. Like, it's Sharing cool. a second thought. It's not even. A, it's do you know what I'm saying? Which is yeah. a very good thing. It's a very good I think thing. It's good, because I know when we was around 16, if a man said, we had men in our school that come out. Yeah. Like, I, double R. I went rolling with them. Not double R, sorry. What was my man? Uh, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Was, was, is, oh, it, okay. Yeah, I don't know what it said, but yeah, R was the first one. Yeah. It's not Robert Kelly, but anyway. Like, like, <laughs> 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 flicking out the next boy. No, 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 I meant R Kelly. No, no. No, but... No, nah, but we had men in our school. When them man come out, like, man, like, they must have had a, I couldn't, can't imagine, but they must have had a torrid time. Like, I remember just, he's gay, yeah? All right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad, mad. Yeah, like, I can't school imagine. School's crazy, I bro. can't imagine being, if you, if a man done that at 14 in school today, I can't imagine it being that experience. Do you get what I'm no. saying? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, this way of thinking moves us forward. I think it does. Like, if you, if you, I guess if you stay within that same realm of thinking, then there's no, there's no growth. What's the point if there's no growth as an individual or a society? So, yeah, I think that way of thinking moves us forward. Thought exercise. I don't know if you guys done this whilst reading or listening, but, um, yeah, I, I had a quick look straight. One person goes straight to my head. All Two right. people. Anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. I yeah. mean, we don't have to say who we're thinking about, but we may want to discuss a little further. Mm. 
All right, so the four, four exercises, make a list of all the people you can think of who are not monogamous, inclu- including public figures, characters mm. from to movies, books, and so on. And listeners, you can do this alongside. How do you feel about each of them? What can you learn, positive or negative? What do they tell you about what kind of slut you you do and don't want to be? Should I go first? Because straight yeah, away, yeah. I was thinking of Will Smith and and, and um, Jada. Okay, that's straight. As soon as I read that, that's what yeah. came to mind. Yeah, I was just like, I, as a guy, I was always thinking, I don't want to be in an environment or that kind of relationship with a woman like that. Mm. That's what I was thinking straight away mm. because just the way things have, have happened and come out, but it's got to the point where he's now. He's just acting out of what I believe is his true character, like in certain environments. Yeah, that's that, that's the, that's the lesson I take from that. That it's got to a point where you, a, a person's got you in the palm of their hand. They can decide whether they whether today you're gonna be all right. Um, you're internally you're gonna be all right, or or today actually I'm gonna make you feel like absolute crap and make you do something you don't want to do because I have that power. I want to be in that position. Mm. Um, I couldn't think of an example. I mean, I was trying to think like inner circle and all that type of stuff, but um, the Will Smith one's interesting because I've had conversations, not necessarily about around Will Smith, but the subject as to like being honest with yourself. And I think if you're in a relationship and you're not happy with the boundaries or the, yeah, as it rules of boundaries that have been set, mm. it's important to say so because if you don't say so, somewhere down the line, these things will be a problem. And I think, mm. I don't know, Will, obviously, um, but like, I imagine he was aware of, um, I forgot her name, um, Jada, like, Jada yeah. Pinkett's um, orientation or what she, like, yeah, no, she was, like, because they talk about that red, that red table thing, whatever it is. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think if you bottle those sort of feelings in at some given point, like, um, I don't know, it will explode. I was going to say like the um, the mint thing and the soda thing. Yeah. But yeah, things like come to the surface at some given point. Yeah, so yeah, I guess that is a learning point. Like, you know, like if, you, if you're uncomfortable with a situation, like say so. Mm. I just feel like, because they both... Um, what they about your own, your own kind of like, is there anyone that you can think of besides Will Smith? Like whether it's a book or a character, it doesn't have to be a real person. It could just be a character that you think that's not in a monogamous situation, um, whether it's positive or negative. No, not really. I mean, I don't. Know, I don't. Know, I was going to say I'm straight and narrow. I'm not. I'm not straight and narrow. But um, as to like some of the examples given in the book. <laughs> Uh, my, my thoughts are specifically if you're going to get yourself into a monogamous relationship then like remain monogamous well anyway I can't even pronounce the word <laughs> but remain like remain faithful um, like to the person you're with um, mm. and your relationship um, by stepping out of the relationship I'm not saying it makes you a scumbag in any way shape or form but you are you have committed a wrong in some way shape or form mm. it doesn't make you a bad person um, and it's mad and it's, and it's funny that because I was having this conversation with someone yesterday and they were saying like I know fucking good people all right, good, good people, but I only know one person. 
No, he said, yeah, but I don't know one. He goes, you're the only person I know who, whoever they, if they got into themselves into a relationship that wouldn't cheat on absolutely anybody. He goes, like, there's women who say they're not good guys out there, but that's just not true. Of course, we all know that. No, no, but and likewise, obviously, in regards to women, I know people would say there's not many good women out there. There might not be a woman for you, um, like, in your... Anyway, the, the, anyway, the same goes. There are good women and there are good men as well. Mm. Um, so because you don't cheat, you're a good man. No, I'm saying that's what he said. No, no, he mm. didn't say I was a good man. Mm. He was talking about... So I've kind of lost track of what I was saying, but, I mean, he was referencing... No, I was talking about monog- being in a monogamous, sorry, being in a relationship yeah. and being faithful, and the difficulty people find in actually finding someone who's actually faithful. So I completely forgot where I was going. Anyway, I believe I've made sense somewhere along the line. Anyway. <laughs> I believe I've made somewhere I've made some sense down the line. Anyway, <laughs> no, you asked me a question and you asked me to go back. I completely forgot where I was going. <laughs> You was going to say something, Mace, before um, I re-asked P the question. Was that? I thought I already answered it. No, you answered it, but I think you was going to add. Oh, yeah. I was going to say... um, I've forgotten now. I was going to say something. You're right. I was going to say... Yeah, sorry. I was going to say that both Will and Jada weren't monogamous, um, but they went about in completely different ways. So, obviously... Because it came out that, well, I think in that world, rumour has it, it's a known thing they step out in it. But it's a fact that they had some kind of rules between them where, like, you know, you kind of tell that person that you, you stepped out or whatever. We all done it in a certain way. She's done it in another way, which just obviously wasn't cool, wasn't agreed with. And it's just like following that there's been other shit that's gone on that to, to left to him that, that him acting crazy in the public eye so that yeah that's what I've learned from them that 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 kind of non-monogamous relationship the way that the boundaries they've set seems to have been broken somewhere along the line it's just led to people acting mad out of character because mm. that, that in regards to that situation yeah. or scenario um, it comes down to communication possibly. definitely whether it was things that have transgressed from before or transgressed as it stands um, in present time. But clearly there was a communication breakdown and something went left. But I'm not here to judge that situation, so it doesn't really matter. But in regards to... I didn't I didn't have a list, but do you know what? One person that did come to mind was um, Patrice O'Neill. And some, because I, I listen to a lot of his content, his videos, and some of the podcasts that he's done, and he speaks on these such issues. And his way of thinking was very um, enlightening at the time, so to speak. And <coughs> yeah, I just enjoyed the way he broke things down and made sense of it. And it 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 could probably come out across as. Um, misogynist at times is that the right word that's the right word yeah but because he was a comic obviously he done it in such a hilarious way it's like I couldn't I can't be like nah he's at fault there it's like nah he makes hella sense and he's funny so yeah that's some that's a character that I that came to mind and also ah what's his name ah Charlie Sheen oh yeah 
but is the character that he played in the big show that he was on, I can't remember what it was called, Two and a Half Men, I think it was. For some reason, that that as a character, his his um, name came to mind, which was just him just doing his. He was getting busy still. I don't even. That's not even really. Can't even call that uh, a non Well, I guess it is a non-monogamous lifestyle, but yeah, he was getting busy on a on a PG show. That was um, that was something that I found hilarious. But is there anything else before we move on from this thought exercise? No. Cool. Judgment about sluts. The word promiscuous. This means we enjoy too many sexual partners. And this is said in the inverted commas or inverted brackets. This means we enjoy too many sexual partners. We've also been called indiscriminate in our sexuality, which we resent, we can always tell our lovers apart. Kinsey, the researcher we already already discussed, (laughs) Kinsey wants to find a nymphomaniac as someone who has more sex than you. (laughs) And scientists that he was demonstrated his points with statistics. Is having less sex somehow more virtuous than having more? We think not. We measure the ethics of good sluts not by the number of the number of their partnered, but by the respect and care with which they treat them. And that's on page thirteen. Going back to that same question, mm-hmm. is having less sex somehow more virtuous than having more? And why do why do we feel it's okay for one but not to for another? I wouldn't say yeah, I, because I don't even know what the the kind of the norm for set like number of times having sex is what I what I'm gonna compare it to is that of say someone who likes a beverage, an alcoholic beverage. If you you might get someone who I have a drink every evening, a glass of wine, maybe one, maybe two. It's in it's in um in proportion, it's moderate. Take, moderate, it's take the edge of the day. Fine, they're right. Then you might get someone first thing in the morning is to have a wine, lunch, dinner and thing. As long as, and I'll, what I'll say about the two is, as long as it's not impacting your kind of mobility skills, not mobility skills. We know what you mean anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I mean, I'm not, you know I mean because you started sounding like embarrassed. Yeah. No, no. What I'm trying to say is, can you function without it? Like, can you get on with your day? Can you go a few days without it? Like a few days, weeks? Like, is it that important? Can you, it's not going to, as long as it doesn't get to a point where it's actually taking hold of your life. Mm. I don't think there's a number that's, that's right and correct. You might have you might have sex six days in a row, then go six weeks without it. But both times you'd be perfectly fine. Do you get what I'm saying? And still do your day to day what you need to get done, and all the rest of it. Mm. I think it's a point. It gets to a point where with anything in life, if it becomes you need that, there's an urge, there's a desperation, there's a there's a there's a there's a want you can't control or contain. That's at that point where you realize actually there might be something wrong here. Um, I don't know if I looked at the question slightly slightly wrong or different to the way you answered it. I don't know. I just think maybe for some men or for some people, certainly maybe when you, certainly when we were younger, I think it made you probably maybe a bit more comfortable knowing that the person you're with or another woman hasn't been here, there, and everywhere. Hmm. And like, well, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's just my simple answer, really. Why do you feel it's okay for one but not the other? Um, one of you. I don't know. I, th- I guess it's just. I guess in the word, really, or without the ethical, you just deem them to be mm. 
a slut and I guess there's obviously a negative connotation with that mm. yeah just my thoughts anyway Thank you.